Good morning, church. I said, good morning, church. Good morning. Amen. Welcome to Home Church of the Nazarene. We are so glad to have you here with us this morning. We have a light crowd today. There's a lot of sick people. So we're going to be praying for a lot of people here shortly. Um, but before that, we also have some amazing news. Mark Butler and Bo are here with us this morning. Amen. Amen. Also, uh, for those who are wondering, Mike and Jen have made it home safely. Amen. So, Mike and Jen, we say hello and to all those who are watching online with us this morning. We have a few announcements before we get started. Tomorrow we'll be doing our prayer Zoom meeting. So if you're new with us and you're wondering what that is, we all get together at 7, 7 o'clock, 7 p.m. And uh, for those who can make it and get on the Zoom prayer, if you would like some more information on that, you can hit us up and we'll send you the link for that uh, tomorrow night at 7. Youth group will be meeting this Thursday night, 7 p.m. Um, and for those who are uh, wondering, uh, Matt and Amanda are quarantined right now. Amanda did test positive for COVID, but she says she is fine. She's doing well, um, and she's going to get through this, and she'll be back to church. Amen? Amen. But nothing's going to stop them from doing the Zoom with you teens. So, uh, Joy Christmas Carol Sing-Along, Saturday, December 19th at 6.30 to 7.30 p.m. Here at the church, the whole church is invited. So if you're uh, with your spouse that night, maybe you're alone, come and sing with us. Um, Christmas card station. Who remembers the Christmas card station? Awesome. We're going to be putting that in the foyer um, next week. So if you want to bring your Christmas cards and uh, you can put a little bit of money in mine. Uh, no, I'm just playing. I'm just jo I promise I'm joking. <laughs> Let me reiterate. I promise I'm joking. Okay. I could just, okay, never mind. Uh, we're, we're planning uh, on having two Christmas Eve services. Amen. Nothing is going to stop us from having Christmas Eve. Amen. December 24th, 5 p.m. Here, I'm just going to throw it out here. Who, who would come to the 5 p.m. or uh, we got 5 p.m. and 6.30 p.m. Who would come to the 5 p.m.? Both. Oh, my gosh. Uh, let's see. 6.30. Okay. Just throwing it out there. Good. Okay. Awesome. All right. Uh, Pastor Pepe, are you here, sir? Oh, come on up. Let's give Pastor Pepe a hand. Good morning, good morning, family. Uh, I'm glad I'm Jose Dorigo. I'm a pastor of Latino ministry. And so it's so important to stay connected to, the, to be a, a family. We have a God, one God. We have one church. That means we are home church of the Nazarene. Amen. Uh, so let's prepare all of us together with uh, our hearts, considering how you might shine, shine as a light in a world full of darkness. We are thankful to God for, be, for the relationship of the home church family bonding, for a bigger blessing in our congregation. Thanks for take us the Latino ministry in the, in the home. Thank you. 
Thank you, Pastor Pepe. Appreciate that. Uh, for those who are visiting, um, our Spanish service is now joining us, uh, uh, mostly second service. Uh, they're coming the second service, but um, if you know anybody who uh, speaks another uh, language, I don't even, I don't care if it's Chinese, we'll find an interpreter. Amen? Uh, whatever it is, but our Spanish speakers, we have an interpreter booth now. And uh, home church is for everyone, is for everyone. And uh, our Spanish ministry also is doing stuff during the midweek. Uh, they have stuff. So if you know anybody who speaks Spanish who would like to be involved in that, they uh, send them over to uh, Pastor Pepe. Thank you. All right. Well, with that being said, with Noah, without further ado, let's welcome. Kids, are you ready? Where are the kids? Kids, are you guys ready? Let's go. Miss Anita, make your way down. Amen. Let's give it up for Miss Anita. Good morning and welcome. I understand from talking with people that a few of us have had a kind of a rough week, but at least the week's over with and we're up and running again, and it's always good to see my kids. A tree is one of God's greatest designs. In fact, in the book of Genesis, God himself said it was a good design. Do you want to know something incredible? God repeated the basic design of a tree and put it in you. You see, God created trees to have a main trunk and lots of branches that branch off from the trunk. Those branches carry sap, which is kind of like a tree's blood, to every part of the tree. God created your blood vessels to work in the very same way. These vessels carry your blood to every single part of your body. The biggest vessels connect to the heart and are like the trunk of a tree. The smaller vessels, like the branches of a tree, branch off to carry blood to your fingers, to your head, to your toes, all through your body. In much the same way, Jesus is our divine tree, and we are branches growing off of him. If our connection is broken, ooh, oh, we broke a little one off. If our connection is broken, then we're damaged, just like when the branch of a tree breaks. It can't grow anymore. No fruit will produce. And if we cut ourselves away from Jesus, we no longer grow or produce any fruit of kindness, peace, love, all of those things that make us one of God's own. The tallest tree in the world is a redwood tree. And do you know it's found in the Redwood National Forest that's just over the hill past Sacramento? It's as tall as a 35-story building, even taller than most Ferris wheels. So when you look at a tree, see that big tree? Remember to stay connected to Jesus, and you'll stay nourished and able to produce a rich harvest of the heavenly fruit. We need to remember to thank the Lord for nourishing us like the branches of a tree. 
Help us to stay connected to God so that we can keep growing and always producing fruit. Jesus is all we need. Now, if you're going to be here second service, we're going to have a lesson on a tree, and we're going to have a story about a tree house. So that will be happening second service. Have a good day, kids. And remember, keep Jesus number one in your life. Amen. Thank you so much, Miss Anita. All right, we're going to go into a time of offering. Let me, let's see here. Babe, can you do me a favor? Can you go grab one of those little envelopes? Thank you. So for those who don't know, um, and those who, uh, if you want to drop cash, I'm not going to argue with you, but if you would like, you could put it into one of these envelopes. You could put your name, um, and that way it, it helps for record-keeping purposes for yourself. Uh, we got tax season coming up here pretty soon, so um, these are right in the back. You can grab one of these and fill out your name, put your tithe or offering in, and drop it into the plate. Um, so we're going to uh, be praying for the offering here in a little bit, but I would like to pray for all those. Again, church, we have a lot of people um, missing, and there's, there's just a lot of sickness going on right now. So can we take some time aside and just pray for those people? Let's bow our heads. And uh, Lord, we want to lift up uh, Miss Jeannie to you, uh, Miss Barb, Juan and Cynthia, Matt and Amanda. There's so many others, Lord. Kenny and Pam Bauer. Um, and church, if you could think of a name, I'd, I'd like you to just speak it out. Just, just speak it, Lord. The unspoken request, Lord. All those who aren't feeling well, we just lift them up to you right now in Jesus' name. And as they're watching, Lord, that they would know that we're thinking of them. We're here with them in spirit. All those who are online watching from home, uh, we appreciate their faithfulness. We want to thank you, Lord, for Mike and Linda McDaniel, for their love for us and their faithfulness, and Jim and Cherie Matthews. Uh, we could be here all day, Lord, speaking on so many different people. Uh, Steve and Kathy Clayton, Lord, we just, we lift up these families to you, God. And uh, we pray this in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Let's all stand for the offering. Uh, we're going to worship this morning with song and also our finances, but uh, if, Brother Mark, if you can come and please pray, say a blessing over the offering. Who's ready to worship Jesus? Amen. Let's pray. Father, I just, uh, I want to thank you for the awesome Father that you are. Um, Lord, we can never outgive you. Um, your grace abounds to us in measure that we can't even fathom, Father. And Lord, I just ask that you would um, bless this offering this morning. Um, Lord, that uh, it would do the work that you have established to be done. And Lord, I, th I thank you for um, just the opportunity to be part of your work. Um, thank you, Father. Amen. Amen. One of my favorite Christmas songs. So I want to hear you guys out there. Help me sing this song. Is that the right key, Hannah? <laughs>
come, all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. O come, ye, O come, ye to Bethlehem. Come and behold him, born the King of angels. O come, let us adore him. O come, let us adore him. O come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. Sing choirs of angels, sing in exaltation. O sing all ye bright hosts of heaven above.
can fly away. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so good to be in the house of God. Let's remain in an attitude of worship as we sing about the amazing grace that God gives us each and every day. Amen.
amazing grace, your amazing love, Lord. All that you are, God, all that you do for us, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for all of these things. Because he lives, I can face stay for a moment. Hallelujah. Travis and Amber, if I could have you guys come up with your, with your beautiful family, please. Today's the uh, second day, uh, our second Sunday of Advent, and uh, so I want to read on the second day of Advent, the second candle, purple, um, is lit. This candle typically represents love. 
Some traditions call this the Bethlehem candle, symbolizing Christ in the manger. Luke 12, 2, 12. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. If you can light that, please. Any purple one. Let's sing that out again, church, because he lives. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Only because he lives. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Oh, because I know, because I know, oh, he holds the future, and life is worth the living just because he lives. Amen. You may be seated this morning. Thank you. Thank you, Amber, Travis, family. Thank you so very much. Worship team, thank you. You may be seated. Can we give it up for our worship team? What a beautiful job they did today. Amen. We appreciate you. Amen. Hallelujah. Hey, Mateo, you do me a favor, Bob. There's a water behind the drums. Can you go grab that for me, please? Amen. Who's ready for the word of God? Hallelujah. Amen. I like it when someone says preach it because it's, it's on now. It's on now. Amen. Again, welcome to Home Church of the Nazarene. We are so glad to have you with us this morning. Um, Matthew chapter 1, we're not going to go there yet, sister, but Matthew chapter 1. Uh, verse 18, we're going to be reading 18 through 23 in a little bit. Um, again, I want to stress um, all those who've been at home and watching online, faithful. Um, I just want to say, we, we say thank you, our staff and the church here. Uh, we're thinking of you, you're on our hearts, and uh, we just appreciate you. And um, also, we want to just encourage you, if you know somebody who's at home and um, maybe they can't make it to church or they're not going to church, we would encourage you to, to invite them. Let them know we're online. Um, let them know about the Facebook, um, our Instagram, uh, our YouTube, and then most importantly, here in the sanctuary. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's read Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 23. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace. He had in mind to divorce her quietly, but after he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, 
Do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Somebody say Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you will give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Amen. I've been uh, serving God um, for quite some time. And through the years, um, I've seen many different trends in the church. Who here has been serving God for like over 15 years? Raise your hand. I've been serving God for over 15. Okay, so you know what I'm talking about. You've seen some trends come and go. Um, All different walks of life. uh, People debate debate certain topics. Um, Issues have come and gone. And um, I've discovered in the church there are a lot of things that we debate about, we talk about, um, which is okay. Uh, People that don't even go to church, who find out you go to church, will debate and talk to you about church, (laughs) Um, about what they think. Um, uh, the, The rapture is one of them, right? The second coming of Christ, is it going to be pre trib? Post-trib, okay, we got an idea there, all right. Uh, mid-trib, or, or we, uh, is Christ coming before the tribulation, after the tribulation? I was talking to somebody the other day, they said, we're in the tribulation right now. Um, you know, there, there's uh, the Sabbath day, when to come to church. Uh, do we do it on Sunday? Do we do it on Saturday? I don't know if you remember, we had that individual come in and said, you guys should be meeting on Saturday, not Sunday. Um, we have, there, there's just so much, uh, we debate about polity, structure, how the church is run. Is it, uh, is it Episcopal system? Is it Presbyterian system? Is it representative system? We talk about baptism. Um, you know, whether... Whether we're baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, or in Jesus' name, or, or all the names. We debate and talk about communion, about the fruit and the vine. Uh, do we use actual wine, or do we use fruit juice? I say fruit juice. I just got laughed. I should have got an amen, but it's okay. We'll keep going. We'll keep going on this one. Uh, you know, we, we, we debate, we talk about, div- you want to get in a fight with somebody? Just talk about divorce and remarriage. You want to get in a fight with somebody, just talk about divorce and remarriage. Um, uh, we, we, we debate and talk about, so the church has fought and argued and debated on so many things. Nations have been split. Churches have been torn apart. Families have, have divided, all because we argue and debate on these issues. But after serving God for quite some time, I, I've realized At the end of the day, it's okay. You can come and talk with me about some of these things. That's okay. But at the end of the day, some of these things really, really don't matter. 
Because when we stand before God, He's not going to ask us, did we keep these things? There will be only one thing he will ask you, and that is, what did you do with his son? Uh, There are things like the second coming of Christ, whether you believe it's gonna happen or not, it's going to happen. Whether you believe in tribulation or not, it's going to happen. Uh, You can speak in tongues all you want, but if you can't speak to somebody in your native tongue because you're upset with them, I don't care what kind of tongues you speak in. You can get remarried and, and, and divorced and remarried and divorced, but if you're not married to Jesus, it don't matter who you're married to. You can, you can have church on Saturday or Sunday, but if you're, not, if you're not truly worshiping God every day, it doesn't matter what day you worship God on. I have come to the conclusion when it's all said and done, when we stand before the, the judgment seat of God, he's not gonna run down this theological issue list and challenge us on these things. But again, he will ask you one thing that will determine whether you make it to heaven or hell. And that is, what did you do with Jesus? I want to preach a message I've entitled, Christmas, I won't debate, period. Somebody say Christmas. Christmas, I won't debate. There are some things um, I'm just not going to debate. Number one, I believe, and I hope you believe here this morning, the person of Jesus Christ. Somebody say the person of Jesus Christ. That's a no debate for me. The person of Jesus, there's no discussion. There's no leeway. There's no room for talk. There's no room uh, uh, for discussion or for argument. This is important I want to talk about his miraculous conception, and that's what we read in verse 20 right here. But, but after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Right here, thank you, brother, for that amen. Right here, I will, not, I will not debate. I will not talk about. I will not argue with. Mary's pregnancy was not by the efforts of man. Mary's pregnancy, it did not happen by her sleeping with her fiancé or her cheating on her fiancé or her having some medical procedure. Mary's pregnancy didn't happen from the vitro, whatever they call that thing, that the... That they do now. It, 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 Mary's, Mary did not, it, 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 that didn't happen. Jesus, um, Mary wasn't forced, okay? I heard someone say that, that God made Mary. No, Mary wasn't forced. Mary willingly gave herself to the Spirit of God. It was not a sexual act, teenage. That's the first thing you need to know. It was not a sexual act. Uh, she, she was willing to, to allow the Spirit of God come and live inside of her. 
some of us this morning to allow the Spirit of God to live inside of us. It was a supernatural impartation of God coming into our heart. And this morning, if you're not willing to allow the, the Spirit of God to live in your life, you will not make heaven your home. It's important that we understand this. It's a, it's a core belief. This is, this is something that's important. There's no, there's no negotiating this. This is why, because if Mary would have slept with the man, if Mary would have slept with the man, teenager, listen to me, if Mary would have slept with somebody, that means Jesus is just like you and me. That means we're wasting our time right now. That means Jesus would, his blood would be like my blood and your blood. There would be no, there's no debate here. There's no, but because it was a divine impartation, because it was, that means he's not like you and me. That means he is special. He's God wrapped up in human form. Somebody say God wrapped up. He's God wrapped up in human form. His blood is divine when they hung him high and they stretched him wide and they pierced his side and the blood came flowing down. His blood was sufficient for an angry God for my sins and your sins. No debate, period. So when somebody says that Jesus was just a good man, er, that's the wrong answer. When you're at school and your teacher says that Jesus was just a good man or, he was, or when you're with your friends at school and they say, Jesus is just a cool dude. Well, he's cool, but he's not just a cool dude. He's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He is our savior. That's a no debate for me. Jesus is God visiting the earth. I said Jesus is God visiting the earth. Jesus said, when you see me, you see the Father. On one occasion, he said, when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. He represents the Father. He shows us the Father. He directs us to the Father. Jesus is God. Where do you get that, Pastor? John 1.1, 1, 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. I'll read it again. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And you go down a little bit, 14. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and he beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten Father, full of grace and truth. That is why Christmas is so special to me. That is why this holiday is so special to me. That is why I love Christmas so much. It's not because of the gifts, but because he is the gift. It's a manifestation. 42-year generations waiting for this to happen was born in a manger wrapped in swaddling clothes. It is the fulfillment of God coming to the earth. Emmanuel, they called him, God with us. 
That's why Christmas is the key to our faith. It is not a fairy tale. Juliana, it is not a fairy tale. (laughs) Amen. You got to love the children. Amen. Amen. Kids, teenagers, it's not a fairy tale. This ain't Disneyland. This is the key to our faith. To some people, it is foolishness. To some people, they will tell you, they'll laugh at you, they'll say, I can't believe you would believe in such a thing, but oh, to those who do believe, it is the, it is the key to salvation for all who believe. Christmas, I will not debate, period. I wanna talk about the purpose of Jesus. Somebody say the purpose of Jesus. Jesus didn't just come down to hang out. He had a purpose. Verse 21. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because why? He will save his people from their sins. What's his purpose? to save people from their sins. That's what I love about Jesus. No matter what you're going through in life, whether you're on a high or a low, no matter what is happening, there's a God in heaven who is there to save you. Because each and every one of us, no matter how good we live our lives, We all need to be saved. No matter how good of a person we are, we all need the blood of Jesus to cover the sins that have been passed down from generation to generation. But the enemy would get you and want you not to believe in God, would not want you to be saved. This morning, I want to I stress that. The enemy would do everything he can to get you to not focus on what Christmas really means. That Christmas is just about presents and Christmas is just about getting the next game or the next Nintendo Switch. The enemy would even go a little further. The enemy would want to get you into, into, into some secret sin. Like looking at things we're not supposed to be looking at. While our spouse is at work, we're doing things we're not supposed to be doing. We're, we, we think no one's watching, but how do you know God is watching? Maybe drinking things we're not supposed to be drinking, smoking things we're not supposed to be do, doing things. The enemy would love nothing more than to kill, steal, and destroy. But I'm here to tell you Jesus Christ came to save. And if nobody else, I will stand here and testify that Jesus saved me. He saved me. He set me free. He set me free from addiction. He set me free from the bondage of this world that had me bound, even as a church kid. Some people think the church kids are the most holy. I need to pray for them, a double portion. How do you know this, Pastor? 
How do you know that Jesus is the Son of God? How do you know that he can save me? How can you be so sure that he has a divine nature? How can you be so sure? One thing that gives me confidence, and this is also something you don't have to argue about. It's not on my notes today, but I'll be preaching that on Easter Sunday. Jesus rose from the dead. He is alive. That's why I love Christmas. That's why I love Christmas. He didn't just come and die. Like all these other gods, Muhammad was born, lived, died, buried, period. Buddha was born, lived, died, buried, period. Confucius was born, lived, died, buried, period. Name another one. Hare Krishna, born, lived, died, buried, period. But Jesus was born, he lived, he died, he was buried, comma. Rose from the dead, comma. Ascended unto heaven, comma. Sitting at the right hand of the Father, comma. Coming back for his church, you and me, exclamation point. Christmas, I won't debate, period. Amen. I had a few teens who don't come to our church ask, they like to talk because they feel that God isn't real. But something inside of them tells, tells them he is. Church, we're living in a world, in a society where everything would tell us otherwise. But what an honor it is to be the children of God, to know the truth, and to be able to share that truth to others. Not to hold it in. But to be the light during a dark time like 2020. Amen? Amen. Let's bow our heads this morning. Christmas, I won't debate. Period. Again, I, I want to say, if there are some things you want to talk about, I love discussing points and different views, and there's nothing wrong with that. But there are some things in our faith that is not debatable. We don't negotiate. Maybe you're here this morning. And you're not sure about that you came to church because someone made you come to church today 
you came to church because you felt like you had to or Jesus is not real to you. By the grace of God, I'm telling you, you could hear the sound of my voice. I would, I would ask you to surrender your life to God. You have nothing to lose. There is a place, heaven. There is a place, hell. There, there, we, we, this is, we're, we're just pilgrims passing through. But you're here this morning, you say, Pastor, I, I don't know God. Or maybe you're sitting here this morning and you know someone who, who, who's almost there. Their, their heart is tender. Their heart, they, they've been hurt. They, they've been, life has happened. Things have happened. And you can feel their pain, but they're not letting go of these things. And we, we want to pray for those. And so we're going to take some time to pray for those loved ones. Because I've seen God take the hardest heart and turn it into a heart of flesh. And this morning, maybe you have some family members. Maybe there's some people, some loved ones you know who, who, who haven't surrendered their lives to Jesus fully. And we're going to pray for those people. And this morning, maybe you yourself haven't. After we sing, our brother's going to lead us into a, a time of prayer. But I would encourage you, church, right now to pray. To pray about whatever God spoke to you about. Maybe you are debating things or arguing with people about things that really, at the end of the day, don't matter. But really what matters is salvation. Really what matters is, is the second coming of Christ. And really what matters is loving our neighbor as ourselves, loving God. And... and loving people, looking to Christ and his exampleship for what we should be. That our Christmas would be the best Christmas ever, even during a time like 2020. Amen. So right now, I would like you to just take a few moments and pray. Those who are at home right now, I'd like you to take some time and pray. You and you and God alone in your room, in your living room, wherever you're at, in your car. Take this time right now and pray and ask God to, to reveal himself to people who don't know him. Amen.
There's an invitation this morning with every head bowed, every eye closed, just for a moment of time. And if you could just keep playing softly. The call today is for the salvation of Jesus Christ. And as our pastor mentioned, Jesus came, he died, but it didn't stop there. He rose from the dead. And that price that he paid was for you and for me. And all we have to do is accept Jesus as our Lord and our Savior in repentance of our sins. And the Bible says that his blood will cleanse our sins and wash them away. So I just want to take a brief moment here. Maybe you're here and you say, Pastor, Brother Josh, I'm not right with the Lord. But I want to know that if I was to walk out of these doors and step into eternity, that I'll stand before God with the atonement of Jesus' blood. And if that's you, you just lift your hand all across this place. God sees that hand. Anybody else? God sees those hands. The call of salvation is here today. Maybe you're here and you say, well, Josh, I've been coming to church longer than you've been around. Well, praise God. From time to time, though, we can sometimes step out of our walk with Christ and we can fall away, so to speak. And you say, well, today maybe I'm, there's maybe some sin in my life that I want to confess to Christ. That's you all across this place. You've stepped away in your heart. Maybe you're here, but you've stepped away in your heart. Just lift your hand. Amen. For those of you that have lifted your hand, I want you to repeat after me. Even if you're in this place and you say, I have, I don't want to lift my hand. I'm a little embarrassed. That's fine. But I would encourage you to say this prayer with your lips, with your voice. And I want you to repeat after me. I want you to say, Dear Jesus, I repent of all my sins. I confess that I am a sinner. And today I accept Jesus into my heart in repentance of my sin. And today I commit my life to Jesus. Help me, Lord, to live for you all of my days. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's all stand to our feet. Let's sing that chorus one more time.